are listening to Pastor Elvis Ajiman. Pastor Elvis Ajiman is the founder of Grace Mountain Ministry and the convener of Alpha R. Follow Pastor Elvis on podcast. Podcast added for Android users is Pastor Ajiman Elvis. And podcast for Apple users is Pastor Ajiman Elvis. And now today's message. Stay blessed. Praise the Lord. I am speaking on the power of God's word. And I'm trusting the Lord that we can finish this up within some few minutes. And then, if it be his will, we will continue from here next week. Amen. Amen. Are you excited to be in God's house? I can't feel that. Are you excited to be in God's house? Let God feel the joy. The Bible said that. He said, I did find his words in plural. He said that I found his words in plural. And he said, I did eat them. That's Jeremiah. He said, when I found the words, all the words, I ate them. And he said, thy word was the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. Thy word. So I found a lot. I ate them. But one gave me joy. This morning you will find one that will lift your spirit. You see, so you are to eat everything. Eat everything. But a particular one will stir joy in your heart. And when it stirs the joy in your heart, you should know that one will work for you. That, that's how it operates. So sometimes a man of God can teach for one hour, but only one statement will be ringing in your heart. That statement, God is telling you, it will work for you that week. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So just follow me. There will be a particular one that will bring a little joy, a spark of joy in your heart. And suddenly, you will begin to see that word manifest over and over and over in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen to me. There is something that must govern humanity. We can play around it. We can talk about it. Not until we deal with it the way we have to deal with. We will continue to be miserable in a way that we cannot explain. And that is what God has determined for us. The word of the living God. I'm going to show you the three processes in dealing with God's word. I'm going to show you, and then you will go out there practicing it to see the effect of practicing the word of God. The word of God. Many of us say, oh, I love the word of God, but are you practicing it? Is this something you are observing? Jesus told his disciples that go into the world, teaching them to observe. To observe every command. This was the resurrected Jesus giving the command to the apostles that teach them to observe everything. So the command of Jesus was that every apostle, every leader of the church is to make sure that people are carefully doing. Observe means do it. The word of God is not for excitement. The word of God is not for quoting. It's not even for memory. It's for action. It must be done. This is what must govern the world. We see it from Genesis chapter 1. How the world was in chaos. God himself created the world. And many of us don't know from when the chaos came. But the Bible says that this beautiful world that the Lord created was without form and was void. There has never been such emptiness in this world like the emptiness that was upon the surface of the earth. Some of us have already compared the experience of Genesis chapter 1 to that of um, Noah's age in Genesis 7 and Genesis 8. But that cannot be compared. When Noah sent a dove, 
he went to find a tree. That means the world was not actually empty. The flood destroyed the world. But there were still elements in this world. But Genesis 1 verse 1 and 2 talks about a certain emptiness that only darkness was covering the earth. And then the Bible said water was on the surface. Nothing at all was upon the earth. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all was upon the earth. And then the spirit of the Lord was moving over the earth. And suddenly, God, the maker of the heavens and of the earth, no one knew from the beginning how he made the first earth and the first heavens. But by the experience of Genesis chapter 1, we see his first character that he expressed upon the earth. He started commanding things into being. Let there be light, there was light. Let the firmament separate the waters above and below. There was, there was separation. Things began to happen by his speaking voice. Then he kept on speaking and speaking and speaking until he got to a point and he said, let us make another creature like ourselves. Then another creature is made in the likeness and the image of God. If I were that creature, the moment I step out, I will start to investigate time past. What has God demonstrated about himself? So the moment man came, there was only one experience he had with God. No wonder in the Garden of Eden, the Bible said, and the voice of God began walking in the garden. There was one characteristic of God. Something characterized God. That was the aspect of him he showed to us. No other aspect was shown to mankind. There is only one thing we saw God do. He began to speak. So the moment he told man, I am making you like my likeness and my image, then there is one thing we already know about him. We must have the ability to speak. Am I talking to a church here at all? We must have the ability to speak. He began to speak until everything was being formed in place. Then a beautiful world came by. Then the Bible said he formed man and breathed into man. And the Bible said man became a living soul. That is what the King James will translate for you. But the Hebrew translation is and man became a speaking spirit. So suddenly, the moment he breathed, the first characteristics of a man was that he could combine words together. And man received this special ability that only God was expressing. That is why among all his creation, all other creations can make noise, but only man can speak a language. Am I talking to a church here at all? Lions can make noise, but they roar. There is no voice implanted in their noise. Bears make noise, but they roar. But a man can put words together for something to happen. Am I talking to a church here at all? That is your special ability that is in the likeness of God. God works everything by the ability that he has to speak. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. There was nothing made that was made without the word. This is where we are getting to. That every believer and every child of God must understand this place and your work with God in this level. That what I speak has something to do with my destiny. You don't, you don't, you don't have to take this casually. As a child of God and you feel like speaking is a trivial aspect of your destiny. No, it is the most important. It controls everything. That is why Apostle Peter would tell you that if any man lost life and want to see good life, he should leave his mouth. He should make sure, control his mouth and cause his mouth to depart from speaking ill and evil. Because this thing controls. You, what you have never spoken may never touch your hand. It is so true. It's so true. I don't want to play gimmicks about this. The thing is true. Your words would define you. 
it will either bring you death or life. It will define you. Your God nature is revealed by what you speak. And God saw chaos and decided to speak opposite of that chaos. Have you seen he saw darkness, he spoke light. He, he saw emptiness, he spoke plans into being. That means we don't speak what we see. We speak what we want to see. Am I talking to a church here at all? So listen, it's not enough to speak. You must know what to speak. This is where the whole process begins. There are some of us, the, the moment you hear that we should speak, you start speaking. No. God had a certain level of intelligence before he opened his mouth to speak. He saw darkness and knew that my mouth must not speak darkness. The fact that there is darkness doesn't mean I should speak darkness. I should speak something that will counter the darkness. The fact that the family is going through turbulence does not mean this mouth must speak it. The fact that the marriage, your husband or your wife said, I am divorcing you, does not mean this mouth must say it. Am I talking to a church here at all? The fact that you check your bank accounts uh, a, a balance and there is nothing in it doesn't mean this mouth must say it. Anywhere you see emptiness, speak fullness. When you, when you see death, you speak life. This is how it works with God. This is the ability we have received from him. If you miss this aspect of God, then don't mention yourself as a child of God. You are not getting there yet. Children of God speak like him. It's an ability from him. We express it day and night. Day and night. In secret and in public. That is why Jesus kept on saying that I will die and resurrect. He had to speak about his resurrection. You would, I will die and resurrect. That is what happened for him. What have you been speaking of yourself? One time they, they approached John the Baptist and they asked him, what do you say of yourself? Every single day that the Lord makes and puts you in will ask you a question. What do you see of yourself? Every temptation, every challenge that's coming after you is asking you a question. What do you see of yourself? That attack of sickness is coming to ask you, what do you see of yourself? That fellow is asking you, what do you see of yourself? That is why the attack is not the final say. It is what you see. That is it. All the challenges of your life only came to ask you a question. It only came. It's a question. It's a question. It's not a full stop. It's a question. The fact that you went for interview and you failed the exam, it's a question. After you failed, what do you say of yourself? It is what you say that will determine what will come of you. It's what you say. And God saw everything and decided to start speaking opposite of what he was saying. From today, receive the grace to speak. Receive the grace to speak. To counter situations of your life. All hope is not lost. There is an ability given to man. And that ability is to speak forth even when you don't see good. And the Bible says, after God has spoken, he saw and it was good. From today, may your mouth give you good things. May your mouth. I said, may your mouth give you good things. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Can I prophesy into your January? You will end with a good life. I said, I prophesy into 2022 over your life. I said, 2022 will be good for you. In the name of Jesus. Who has believed our report. And unto whom is the arm of the Lord revealed. We speak by revelation. We don't speak by report. Am I here with the church at all? Go back and look at the doctor's report and say, this is not my report. Am I here with the church at all? When your children come back from school and they bring you a report that the whole students are 43, he was 42. You look at the report and say, this is not my child's report. I speak forth another report. He will be the first in his, in his class. We don't speak because of how we look. We speak because of the promise on our lives. Yeah. They came back from Canaan as spies and they said we were like grasshoppers. God said you will not even get there. You will die. But there are some men that came back and said we can conquer them. The most powerful tool you ever have is that small tongue inside of you. If you let the devil take charge of your tongue, he has conquered you. It doesn't matter. The Bible says, let the weak say I am strong. 
He said, when men are cast, uh, saying we are cast down, you say there is a lifting up. Never accept your situation. Never accept what you are going through. Never. Never open your mouth to say the economy is hard. Never. Because you are not run by the economy of Ghana. The Bible said you are citizens together with Jesus in heaven. That is why the Bible calls you an ambassador. Do you know who an ambassador is? The ambassador of America is in Ghana, but he does not function by the laws of Ghana. So the Bible says we are the ambassadors of Christ here on earth. So when Ghanaians are saying life is hard, those working in the embassy of America, don't say that. Because Ghana does not take care of them. They are taken care of by the president of America. So when the Bible says that we are ambassadors of Christ here on earth, that means that we are here to represent him, but our salary comes from heaven. So we don't speak like men who are citizens of this world. The Bible says our citizenship is of heaven. You change the way you speak. Am I talking to a church here at all? It's so powerful that you must get an intelligence from how God... Listen, the Bible... Please sit down for me. The Bible said, the moment God breathed into man... Give me Genesis 2.19. Can we already want to go? And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call... Them. Can you imagine that the first test God gave Adam was a speaking test? Can you imagine? God didn't let him run 100 meters. God didn't let him do anything. The first test that God ever gave him was a speaking test. I want to see what he will call. If he gets it right, then his life will be right. I want to see how he's going to call them. And the Bible said, and whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was, that was, listen, that was, that was, that means God had the name before he came. That was the name thereof. My God. That means life is equal to tapping into the intelligence of God and speaking it. That was the name thereof. That means if I can see how God has named my destiny and I speak it, that is it. This morning I speak for 2022. Do, do you know what is there? It's called a stream increase. So every morning you rise up and declare a stream increase. You look at your mobile money account, a stream increase. My God, you step into your office, a stream increase. You step into your, your shop, a stream increase. You step into school, a stream increase. Look at your salary and say, a stream. That is what God has said. That's the name thereof. That's the name thereof. Your ability to speak forth what God has already declared. That's the life. I'm telling you this from the depth of my heart. That's why your job is the job of discernment. What has God said? You know, when the devil came to Adam and Eve, he didn't ask him, what did God say do? Or what are you doing? Or what are you up to? The first thing said, serpent asked the woman, what has God said? That means... The God I know that I have been dealing with from time eternity, there is only one thing that governs his life. is worse. So if you tell me that God made you, there must be something he has told you. You don't get it. If, if you tell me that God brought you into this garden, then there must be something he has told you. Sir, if you tell me that Jesus has brought you into himself, there must be something he has told you. And you, this, every question life is asking you is waiting for you to produce that which he has told you. That's all. That's all. When sickness comes, he wants to hear from your mouth what Jesus told you when he opened up and brought you in. 
When poverty comes, he wants, to, he wants that thing to come out of your mouth. When death comes, he wants that thing to come out of your mouth. And not until you produce it, it will ship you. That is why when Jesus was going, he gave us one assignment. He said, go and preach the gospel. After that, he said, teach them to observe. Because everything that will come will question. That is why the most dangerous thing that ever happened to Christianity was for us to kick the word of God away and be looking for directions. We failed before we started. We failed. I pray from today, the word of the Lord will be lightened in your lips. I said the word of the Lord will be lightened in your lips. In the mighty name of Jesus. Am I talking to a church here at all? You must be ready to produce. That is why when the second Adam came and Satan appeared, he began by saying, it is. Oh, I don't have a chance. He began by saying what? It is what? Anytime Satan shows up, you must know what to say. You must know it. And you must be convicted about what is written. When God realized that we must tap into... Listen, Adam was operating in a, another realm that is unexplainable. So God didn't have to give him a book. He knew what was in the mind of God. And he began to uh, declare it. But you see, something happened to us. So God knew that if he should allow us to tap into his mind, we will fail all the tests. So he gave us a book. So when God, Jesus, as a second Adam also came, he also quoted from the book to tell us that even if you can't hear God directly, quote what is in the book. Quote it. Quote it. Quote what is written. Even if, you see, so don't be scared. When people come back and say, this morning God spoke to me. This morning God, told, God visited me in my room. That's powerful. God does that. But even if you don't get it, sir, we sell his book outside. Go and buy some. Go and buy some. Open one chapter. Me to God spoke to me today. Me too. Me too. When I was coming out, God told me that and that and that. There are those God has opened their spiritual ears. They hear. It's true. They hear when he speaks. But me, if God has not opened, sir, he has written something. And when he himself came down, he quoted from what he has written. So what he has written is not lesser than what he speaks now. If I can spend time on what he has written, it's called, in fact, whatever he will speak now is in the confinement of what he has written. He will never go beyond what he has written to tell you anything. That's why if somebody comes to tell you that God told me this and that, you must cross-check it from what he has written. You must cross-check it. If it is in the confinement of what he has written, then it may be true. He does not contradict himself. He does not. Listen, what you must know is that you must speak for things to happen. But not just to speak anything. But to speak that which is in the mind of God. That's the first key you must know. Just speaking will not change your life. It is speaking what God has determined. That is the law of the spirit. That's why John chapter 16 verse 13. Let's go there quickly. My time is almost up. John 16, 13. Let's all read it. One to go. When he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of him. Now read here very carefully and louder. One to go. For he shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he And he will show you what? Do you, now do you see the format of speaking? So even the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that he must guide us into all truth. But everything that he will ever speak must be something that he heard. Church, are you getting it? He hears it and he speaks it. He hears it and he speaks it. He hears it and he speaks it. Why? Because your life must be in alignment to what the Father is saying. So even if it's the Holy Spirit that is telling you, it must come from the source of the Father. If the Scriptures is telling you, it must come from the source of the Father. There should not be contradiction to God's words concerning your life. 
You must get exactly what God is saying and then you begin to speak it forth. This is where the miracle is. And many of us are missing it. We think that we are, we are less spiritual if our revelations come from scriptures. So that we don't, we don't have the speciality of God visiting you life so he tells you certain things because of that you are not deep. Sir, scripture must conform to what the spirit is saying. And what the spirit is saying must conform to what the father is saying. It must be one. So if you pay scripture, it's the same as when the spirit comes to speak to you. It's the same. It's the same. Don't let anybody intimidate you. Look into the eyes of Don't let anybody intimidate you. If you can't hear life, read from scriptures. Praise the Lord. But see, there is a way to process the word of God. There is a way. Give me Joshua 1, verse 5. Any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Do you see this word for your life? You see, that's why at the point in time, I wanted all of us to be reading the scriptures together. Because you need it. Your, the fact that you read it right now, a spirit has been invited. Yes. A spirit has been invited. He said that there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Such, such an assurance. I will, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. But one condition. As I was with Idahosa, I will be with you, but one condition. As I was with Kenetegen, I will be with you, but one condition. As I am with WF Kumi, I will be with you, but one condition. This condition is one. So anytime you want to talk about how God should anoint you as a man, and how God should do that, and how God... He said that I can, I can be with you as I've been with anybody else. But this condition must be met. This condition. Verse 6, one to go. Shout it loud and clear. Be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance for the land, which I swore unto their fathers to give them. Verse 7. Mm. And this is how to be of good courage. Want to go? Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Verse 8, let's add it quickly. One to go. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate during day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shall have good sources hold on there the bible said he said i will be with you sir i will be with you as i was with moses don't be afraid don't be scared don't say that i cannot part uh, moses is not there and the uh, jordan cannot be parted as i parted the red sea for moses i'll part the jordan for you whatever i did for moses i can do it for you but this is the condition number one don't let the book of the lord depart from your mouth number two meditate on it day and night and number three do it and when you do it thou thou it's not me thou that means good prosperity and good sources is it's worked out by yourself please get me here did he say i will do it come on come on did he say i will do it he said when you do these three things you that means prosperity and sources does not literally come from god it comes from you working out these three things according to his word. This is what happens. When God gives you his word, he has finished with your sources. When God gives you his word, he has finished with your prosperity. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Do I have a church here at all? Yeah. He said that, number one, don't let the book depart from your mouth. 
Number two, meditate on it day and night. Number three, observe to do it. And then, thou. So when you fail, I'm not the reason. Thou. There are many of us crying on God, calling on God. God, why are you letting me fail? It's not God. He gave you a word. He gave you a word. You did you have allowed the word to slip out of your mouth. You have allowed the word to slip out of your meditation. And you have allowed the word to slip out of your, your, your way of life. And success may never come. You want to see prosperity? There must be a working of a word. Yes. Listen, this year, one of the things I'll be doing is that I will repeat one thing till I see the church doing it. That's one of the I won't rush to do plenty new. No, no, no. I'll repeat it till you do it. And one of the things I'll be doing, I'll be repeating the word of God. Repeating it, repeating it till you do it and see your sources. You are the own engineer of your sources. You are the own engineer of your prosperity. He said that number one, don't let the book of the Lord depart from your mouth. That means that govern your words with my book. So you don't just rise up and say, this person provoked me, so I said this. Everything you say must be governed from the book. How interesting it should be, and it is, that you wake up in the morning and you are so conscious of the fact that everything you speak must be from scriptures. It's possible. I said it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. That you are so consumed by the word of the Lord that everything that comes out of your mouth is confirming. It's confirming. Listen, this kingdom is about repetition. That's why the Bible says that if you confess the Lord Jesus, if you confess the Lord Jesus, the Greek word for confess means homologia. That means repeat. So all you need to do is to be repeating, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. You're already saved. The Bible says if you confess the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that he died and rose again, thou shalt be saved. So all you need to do is to repeat that he's Lord. I thought somebody would just shout Jesus is Lord right now. God. He said, all you need to do is repeat it. Confess. Repeat. Repeat. Repeat what has been done. Repeat what has been done. And every day your assignment is to keep on repeating that Jesus died but death could not hold him down. He resurrected. He said, keep on re repeating it till his lordship consumes your life. You keep on repeating. He said, don't let the book of the law depart from your mouth. And then when it remains in your mouth, there is something that happens. Gradually, it begins to sink into your heart. That is the place of meditation. And he said, meditate on this day and night. Meditate. Commune with your heart. Meditate. Psalm 4, 4. He said, do not sin, but commune in your heart. Day in the, in the, on your bed in the night. He said, commune, commune, commune with your heart. The meditation is the communing with your heart concerning what God has said. Stand in us and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon thy bed and be still. That is the place of meditation. Listen, that's why the greatest attack you're ever going through is the attack on your med, uh, imagination and the strongholds against your mind. The devil wants to take the place of meditation and fuse it with your challenges and with threats and with fear and with the problems you are going through and what this person did to you and what that. Listen, you are wasting your life trying to think about everything around your world. The Bible said if you can meditate on God's word day and night, you will have a good success and prosperity will come. If you are poor, you are the reason. You are the reason. I must be bold to tell you this. Many of us are so comfortable in our disobedience, still waiting for God to move. He will never move till we do your funeral. Because he has planted prosperity in his word. That meditate on it. Listen, you see, you see the calculation. God is the best mathematician. He said, don't let it depart from your mouth. The more you speak it, the more it consumes your mind and sinks into your heart. And the moment it lands in your heart, it affects your actions. So he said, don't let it depart. Meditate and then observe. Begin to do it. From today, the grace to meditate is coming upon you. And the grace to do the word of the Lord. To do it. To do it. I made a vow to myself that this year is the, the agenda of God's word. 
no extreme increase until I am conscious of what I'm saying. And I'm conscious of what I'm thinking about. And I'm conscious of what I'm doing. Whatever I'm doing must contribute to extreme increase. You don't just join us and be shouting, I, I, will, uh, I will increase extremely. I will increase extremely. No, what you are doing will affect it. And what you are doing must be the word. You must work the word. Work it out. The word of God is not for preaching. It's for working. You work it out until your resource becomes the preaching. That is why one, one experience of your life is more than a thousand words. One thing, listen, one practical move of the word and the resource it can give you can be more than a thousand words that you will ever speak. Yeah, yeah. Meditate on it day and night. Then you will have a good success. That's why the Bible says the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through Christ in the pulling down of stronghold and casting down imagination. That means your war that you are going through is the battle of the communication in your heart. The devil wants to take over that place and be filling it with the names of people. What, what this person did to me, what that person did to me, this person means this, and you keep on assuming things in your heart when you leave the word of God somewhere and you keep on assuming things. That is the beginning of your failure. Because what must capture your heart must be John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He that spared not his son, but gave his son to us. How much more will he not give us all things by his son? It consumes your heart for three days. By the time you realize, things begin to come around. Why? Because it has responded to the communion of your heart. I pray for you that from today, your heart will begin to indict a good matter. I said, may your heart indict a good said your heart must indict your heart must commune it must communicate on good matters whereby you know what God has said and you commune it in your heart at a point in time we won't feel pity for failures because you have already failed God by disobeying his word we won't feel pity for you the word works it works if God tells you that blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of God it works Continue to cause confusion everywhere you go to. Your life will be stranded. It will get to a point. You will not find the identity of God over your life. Wherever you get to, people will reject you. Because God is not with you. You are a confusing maker. It works. The word works. Don't just be a reader of the word. Be a practitioner. Do it. Do it. Let us see practically a man demonstrating God's word daily. Daily. Every day. Somebody can look at your life and say, this is an epistle of God's, God's word being demonstrated. He said, observe to do. Observe to do it. My God. That means be careful. Go and find out the meaning of observe. Observe means that be cautious, be careful. Carefully do it. That means if you live a careless life, you can't work the word. It's a careful, it's an intentional thing. When you rise up and live your life to autopilot, you can never work the word. But it's an, a careful observation. A phone call is coming. I must first be conscious of who I am before I pick the call. So that whatever is coming forth, I must know who I should be. You don't let people corrupt you. You, you change atmospheres by who you are. Am I here with the church at all? The fact that somebody insulted you does not mean it should turn you into an insulter. No. It means your spirit is weak. If, what, if people's actions determines your reaction, your spirit is weak. So the moment, he said, observe to do it. Observe, my God. From today, I will observe the word of the Lord. Am I here with the church at all? It is intentional. It won't come automatically. It's intentional. I observe to do it. Psalm 1-1. Psalm 1-1, quickly. Want to go? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Are you reading? Uh huh. Uh huh. Nor seated in the seat of the scornful. Uh huh. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doeth he what meditate day and night. Blessed is the man 
that walked not in the counsel of the ungodly. He said, "You are it's, it's a plus. You are already blessed. So, so there is a way I can confer blessings on me by just withdrawing from you when I see that there is no God factor around the way you live your life. He said, I have already stepped into blessing by one action. Blessed is the man that walked not in the counsel of the ungodly. Do you know who the ungodly is? Somebody who is consciously, practically living life, but there is no God factor in their lives. They are in church, but there is nothing God-like around the way they live. He said, redraw. He said, redraw. And he said that, nor standard in the way of sinners, nor in the seats of the scornful, when you meet people mocking things that are higher than them. He said, he said, you're already blessed if you walk away. He said, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. That means anybody that is, whose delight is in the word of the Lord, number one, does not move with ungodly people. Number two, does not stand in the way of sinners. Number three, does not sit in the seat of his comfort. It's, it means that if you walk with these people, you can't have delight in the word. If you have delight in the word, you can't walk with these people. The two, does, the two, the two don't match. You can't tell me that you're, you are walking in the counsel of these people and you still love the word of God. No, the moment you start delighting in the word of God, it pulls you out of certain things. It pulls you out. No matter who calls you a friend, you can't call the person a friend. Because of the things you are meditating about, you easily see the light of their lives. Their lives easily becomes revealed to you. You can speak to somebody for two minutes and know where he's coming from. Because of how your heart is burning with the word of God. You speak with the person for two minutes, you know that this person's heart is captured by Satan. My job is to preach to the person and walk away. I can't call this person my best friend. There is nothing godlike around the person. Don't be deceived. Right now, we describe church as building. So anybody can enter. Anybody can enter. So listen, even the puppet is no more safe. Anybody can hold a microphone. So not everybody with a microphone is godly. Listen, I'm telling you, not everybody. Jesus chose 12. One of them was Satan. So not every shepherd here is godly. Even though the chief shepherd is godly. <laughs> it's his name. Hallelujah. So you must be conscious of who you deal with and withdraw. Am I talking to a church here at all? And how can you redraw? He said, when your delight, your joy is in the law, is in the word. Your joy is in the word. The day we see you smiling is when you are communing with the scripture. It fills your heart and suddenly laughter breaks out. They ask you, have you received money? He said, I'm about to receive it. Mm. I'm about to receive it. I'm communing with God's word. It's giving me assurance. That something good is coming. He said, blessed is a man that delighted in the Lord. For he shall fulfill all his desires. He shall fulfill. He said, I meditate day and night. Listen, when God adds seasons to his command, that's dangerous. When God adds seasons to his, his, his commands. He didn't say meditate daytime. He said day and night. That means that God wants to capture your mind from morning to night. God wants to capture your mind. He wants the only thing you are thinking about to be the word. The word. It can be one scripture. Think about it for one week. Let it consume your heart. Let it consume your mind. Till that scripture becomes flesh to you. Oh, Mashatiah. Am I talking to a church here at all? Until that scripture becomes flesh to you. And let's continue to read. We want to go. The verse 3. Oh. Somebody put it. Right. Will you be meditating from today? Then put I there. Want to go? And I shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that bringeth forth his fruit in his what season. His leaves also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall. My God, there is a connection of prosperity to meditation. This is the second time. It's a second time. So, he said, this man must delight in the word of the Lord. 
then from that day he shall be like a tree. I won't plant him. By his meditation, he will be planted. He shall be like a tree planted on a... Listen, don't fill your mind with pornography. It's killing you. Don't fill your mind with lust. Don't fill your mind with covetousness. Don't fill your mind with, I want to have a job. Fill your mind with, by Jesus, all things are possible. You have consumed your mind with your desires. Consume your mind with your thoughts. Your desires are not, it's not the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is that whatsoever ye desire, pray. So you are communing in tongue speaking. You keep praying because he said, if you desire, pray. You don't worry when you desire. You pray when you desire. He said, you shall be like a tree planted on the riverside. I came to tell somebody today, receive the grace. Oh, sit down one minute, sit down one minute, sit down one minute. And let me prophesy again. Anything that controlled your mind, any thought, any desire, any condition that captured your mind, any battle you were going through in the mind that got you confused, worried, tattered, destroyed, battered, and you didn't know what to do. Most of us, we started a new year, 2022, and what characterized the new year is worry. You have been worrying about things. Today, I attack the spirit of worry and anxiety, and I release you into a life. I said, I release you into a life of meditating on God's word. From today, you shall have delight in the word of God. I said, you shall have delight in the word of God. You shall have delight in the word. Oh, we rejoice in the word of the Lord. We will no more be worried. I'm thinking about what God has said. A thousand will fall on my right, ten thousand on my left. Only with my eyes will I behold. For he that liveth in me is greater than he that is in the world. People of God, if you let it remain in your mouth, you will collapse one of the days. But it must sink into your heart. And by the time it sinks into your heart, it becomes a lifestyle. So you don't look at what is happening around you. You search within and look at what God is communing in your spirit. Am I here with the church at all? The Bible said, do not be hearers of the word, but be doers. My God, I feel the word of God to this morning. He said, I be doers of the word. Don't be hearers. James 1.23. Don't just be hearers. Don't. Tell yourself, I will work the word. My God. He said, if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, ma, he is like unto a man beholding his what? Natural face in a glass. Not your artificial face. Your natural face. He said, anybody that hears the word and is not a doer, it's like you saw your natural face in a glass and then you go straight away. Verse 24, you go straight away and forget what manner of man that you are. You see that? For he beholded himself and goeth his way and straightway forget what manner of man he was. He said, it's like a man looking at his natural face. Do you know what the natural face looks like? His authentic face. So anytime you read the word, you are seeing the true you. That's the meaning of the natural face there. He said, anytime you read the word and you forget, it's like a man who looks at his natural face and go away and forget his natural face. So when he looked at the glass, he was dark. But he goes ahead and he begins to think that he's fair. That's what it means. So when you look at scriptures, and he said, They that obey me shall gather gold as dust. And you live there and forget. What you saw in scripture is your real you. That's your natural face. What you forget and begin to assume is the fake you. Many of us are already fake. Jesus Christ. The real you is captured in scriptures. That's why when Jesus returned from the fasting, he brought a scripture. The spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to preach the gospel. He brought his natural face. 
this morning, tomorrow morning, when you step in the office, let your people see your natural face. I said, when you get home today, let the people see your natural face. You have been showing us the wrong aspect of your life. Because you have already forgotten what you read. You are showing us the different aspect. Hmm, who am I? By his stripes, she were healed. Who am I? For he will supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. Who am I? For he that liveth in me is greater than he that is in the world. Who am I? If a man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. Who am I? If God be for me, who can be against me? Who am I? But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And his Lord do what he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted on the riverside. And he will bear his fruit in due season. January will not pass. It's my season. February will not pass. It's my season. 2022 will not pass. It is my season. I will bear my fruit in my due season. And my leaves will not wither. I will not expire. You are waiting for me to fall. I will never fall. I will not expire because I know where to behold my face in the morning when everyone is sleeping and I hold my scripture I see my natural face this is the real me what the doctor said is not me this is me what the court is saying is not me this is me what my friends are saying is not me this is me I am paria. I look at my natural face and I walk out and I make sure I don't forget the problem is the forgetting some of you forgot before coming here you forgot you forgot it you forgot it that he said I will be with you you forgot that he said I'll never leave you nor forsake you therefore what shall man do unto you so you look at the threat of a message that came and then you look at Hebrews chapter 13 but I want to compare the real face my natural face I can't compare it from a message from a man I compare my natural face from a message from my God am I here with the church at all anytime you look at the message a man sent you a woman sent you you are not looking at your natural face that is the fake part of your face the one that God sent you am I talking to a church here at all most of us, the moment we rise up in the morning, we check our phone if somebody has sent us a message. But don't you know that the first place to check the message is the Bible to see if God sent you a message this morning. Am I here with the church at all? Before you came here, did you see the message that God has sent you? He said, this man, when he goes straight away, he forgets. But he said, he that hears the word, and do it. This is me. This is me. He that sees the word. James 1 verse 25. He that sees the word. Want to go. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty. Do you see what he calls the Bible? What's the name of the Bible? What's the name of the Bible? Liberty from sickness. Liberty from promise and fail. Liberty from disappointment, liberty from poverty, liberty from shame, liberty, the perfect law of what? Liberty. It is the perfect law. Against this, there is no law. You want freedom, you seek it from the world. You seek it. He said, Anyone that lose, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. That means that the word of God is a work. When God speaks his work, you process it. Then you begin to realize the blessing. He said, this man, this man, Elvis, this man shall be blessed. He said, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. That means your work must be connected to the word. Your work, the word. Your work, the word so you rise up in the morning 
what is God saying? Let me begin work. So no Christian must say, I don't have a work. Until you have worked out Genesis to Revelation. You don't say, I don't have a work. Am I here with the church at all? What you do in your office is inferior to what you must be doing in the world. Hmm. I just spoke to somebody here. <laughs> I'm going to work. What are you going to do? You are going to teach. If you didn't teach Matthew, that biology you taught is inferior. So your life must be teaching biology. Uh, Matthew, John, Mark, Luke, your life. You are working the work. You are working the work. Working it out. This year, don't just talk about love. Work it. Don't just talk about God wants us to be united. Work it out. We are not talking about giving, just talking sick. You work it. You work it. I will remain a mystery till, till tomorrow. Because I know how to work out the command called giving. I know how to work it. No money is saved in my hands. You will go. Because I've declared to myself, I am still in the sowing season. It may take me about 10 years before I enter into my harvest season. From now till till, I am a, I am a giver. I'm a giver. I'm working the word. Working it out. Working it out like crazy. Until you work for people to call you mad, you have not started. You must work the word of love till they all call you mad. For you, there will be a nyoya. A but you are working a word. Can't you move? Are you not a man? No, I'm working a word. They are cheating you in their office. You to steal something. No, I'm working the word. Bible said we should add unto our faith virtue. I'm working a certain word until that word begins to bring a productive fruit. I'm working it out. Diligence, I'm working it. So they ask you, you were a fool. Church starts at 7. You are here at 6 a.m. Are you the owner of the church? Did you die for the church? I'm working the word working the word. Anytime we are praising God and I'm dancing, I am working the word. I'm not a fool. I'm working the word. I'm doing it with revelation. A man danced until his wife decided to attack him and God closed the womb of his wife because how dare you talk about someone dancing to me. I'm working something. The Bible says dance unto the Lord. I will dance. Mm. The Bible says the lifting up of your hands is like the evening sacrifice. It was the most potent sacrifice. That's why when Elijah wanted to call down fire, he waited. He told them to wait till the evening oblation. And he said, anytime you lift up your hands to God, it's like the evening oblation of the Old Testament. Jesus. So when I, when I step here and I tell you, lift up your hands, I'm, give, I'm letting you give an offering. You don't know. We are working the word. Working the word. I told you this time that this year, every one of us will be called ministers of God. It's not just, in, we are working it. Isaiah 61, he said, and you shall be called the priests and the ministers of God. It's a working. Every day we are working out something. What he has commanded until we see our prosperity until we see it prosperity does not come from god it comes from you working the word that came from god no success will come until you are working out a word you think it's normal give and it shall be given unto you that word is a command anytime it comes it, it has to do with giving to you you must give first you work it. You work it. Satabarahai. Just be there feeling big. <laughs> Every word you refuse to work, it deletes something out of your life. The wholeness of your life is connected to you working out the word in its wholeness. 
If I will forget anything, I won't forget the commands of our God. Go into the world and preach. A week will not come to an end without me preaching to somebody one-on-one. It won't happen. It won't happen. It can't happen. It can't. Because it's a command. It was not a suggestion. It's not an opinion. When God speaks, it's not an opinion. It's a command. It must be worked out. Somebody must do it. He said, we should go and teach the word and observe them to do. You must be a doer of the word. Be a doer of the word. Stop coming to church and going back. He said, stop last. Flee from last, sir. If you don't run away from last, something will be deleted from your life. The equation of your life will never, it will never balance. I'm telling you. Search through the word. Every command in it, sir, do it. Do it. One of the greatest enemies of the body of Christ in our time are people who preach to say Christianity is not do and don't. You are a liar. You are a liar from hell. What about when Jesus resurrected and said, teach them to observe to do everything I've commanded. It's a doing. It's a working. You work it. Sometimes you don't feel like fasting, but you must fast. Because he said, when the groom leaves, the bride will fast. It's a command. So you don't make a choice. These 14 days, I don't think I will fast. Me, my, it's not in my plans. It's a command, sir. Fasting is a command. Prayer is a command. Pray and do not faint. So when, for prayer, you must be praying every minute without fainting. The day you mention that I'm tired for praying, you have, you have broken a command. Pray and do not faint. That is the word. You work it. From today, receive the grace to work. Receive the grace. I said, receive the grace to work. One time they asked Jesus, how can we work the works of God? He said that you will believe. So even your faith is working. You work it. You choose to believe Jesus for everything. Work it till you believe him. Many of us, the only thing we believe about Jesus is that he will take us to heaven. Oh, that's the beginning. The Bible said there are many things that accompany your salvation. He can make you a territorial commander. He can make you a healer. He can make you a miracle worker. He can make you a, finan a financier, a pillar of a church, his kingdom. He can make you into anything at all if you can believe. That means your job is to be working out your belief system. Faith coming by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. That means you keep feeding yourself with the word. You keep feeding yourself with the word until certain dimensions of God's faith begin to explode. Don't give choices to the word of God. Work it out. Work it. I don't pray because I feel like praying. I pray because it's a command. Ah! It's not that I'm doing Jesus a favor to, be, to, walk a pure, uh, to live a pure life or to live a holy life. I'm not doing Jesus a favor. It's a command. I must do it. I must work it. That's the only way I'll see success in my ministry. I can't just rise up in the morning and begin to talk about, eh, I can sleep with any woman and be fine. No, something will leave me. Don't console yourself. You yourself know that you are only putting burden on pastors. You know where you fell. You know, that problem you took on yourself, you know where you fell. You can't be secretly smoking and drinking and going for wild parties and expect all of God's glory. No, there is a glory that is responsible for living a pure life. Not until you live the pure life, that glory will not come. Don't come and stress us. You know why we do church? We do church so that the holistic word of God will be presented to us. So every day you leave the church or the meeting, the council of, the, of, of, of believers, you go out working out something. I need to work this thing out. I need to work this thing out. That is why Apostle Paul would tell, uh, 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 is it the Philippian church, that work out your salvation 
with fear and trembling. He was not only talking about the salvation of going heaven. He was talking about the holistic salvation of the Lord. Financial salvation, emotional salvation, marital salvation. He was telling you that all the things that God has saved for you, you work it out to get it. So you have worked your way out by believing Jesus to enter heaven and to have a place in heaven. You must work it out to believe him to break through financially. You must work it out to believe him to break through academically. These things are worked out. They are worked out. I pray for you that the grace of God that will let you work out the word is coming upon you this year, this year. That every week of this year, there will be things that will start happening for you. I said every week of this year, there will be things that will start happening for you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you for listening to Pastor Ajman Elvis. For inquiries, send us a mail on pastorelvis at gracemountainministry.org for questions relating to relationships and marriage, send us a mail on loveclinic at elvisajiman.org. You can also send your testimonies via testimonies at elvisajiman.org. For offerings, visit www.payalphar.org. For more information, make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. Remember, faith cometh from hearing and hearing the word of God. Stay blessed.